Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and their Multicultural Mess and, and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you are having a great time. And the weekend is upon us and the weekend is always good, never a complaint. And thank you so much for being here with us today. Um, so we're going to get down to something. It will be a short episode. Um, and... Um, it's a sort of a continuation of the previous one, which we talked about victimhood is not the same as hardship by Vivek Ramaswamy, the U.S. 2024 presidential uh, um, election ca- candidate of Indian, Indian origin. Now, he talked about wokeism. Okay. He talked about victimhood and how this woke mentality, this disease called woke, is, is, is spreading and is... Um, and eating us from the inside, but we, we are rising up above it. And we, there is enough of, of talent to rise up above this and shut this down. We need to heal. So on the one side, you have this Indian American who is all gutsy, go ahead, loyal to his country. Uh, he's brought up in the United States. He may have Indian roots. He's Hindu, but he's brought up in the United States and loyal to his country. It's about joining his country together. What makes it... Um, unique, the unity and the diversity, celebrating that diversity, but also celebrating American ideals. Um, it's healing from the inside. And we, we, I read his speech yesterday, empowerment, not division on the basis of identity, um, a pursuit, a, a pursuit of, of justice, equality and fraternity. And that's what's what the Americans were. And, and that's what the Americans, America, he swore, he swore allegiance to and how he is, um, so for it. He's all American. He, you won't hear him talking against America outside, um, his country and he's all about joining uh rising above the status quo and joining the dots not allowing uh, china to interfere through capitalist free market capitalist economies um not uh, allowing china to um inflige upon it um uh, upon its institutions and buy them out to destroy america from the inside uh and that is the Vivek Ramaswamy I've been listening to and I gave you a hint of yesterday. On the other hand, we have um, a walk, an absolute walk, um, fake walk. Now, if I would say real walk, it's a different question. The fake walk guy who's never done anything in his life never done anything in his life. He's not accomplished anything in his life except use his family name and 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 you know jibe about politics which he's not been very successful. Fine, you you don't have to be successful in everything you do. But all he does is bash this country. And he doesn't bash the country, he bashes the government which is he's in opposition to and he uses that as a place to bash the country. So like everything else, he goes abroad, allies with people who want to destroy the democracy of India, bring down the democratic institutions, but then blame it on on, on the current Indian Prime Minister, the, Mr. Modi. That That is not acceptable. So he you're going there, you're talking about uh, f- Indian institutions, why? You're talking about the Indian government, why? Because you're not in power, you're in opposition. When you were in power, when they were, the Congress were in power, what were they doing? 
They were not doing anything, and they were spitting on 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 the opposition. They're trying to show that they're better than, holier than, and they were going about their work, but they were not even doing the work. They were not even doing the work. Our 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 roads network was horrendous, full of portals and and nothing to talk about. Our rail network was coming to an end. We had to rehaul it. The education system was in the garbage bin. Infrastructure was in the garbage bin. Medical health sector we are some of the lowest in Asia. Um, our socialist system was based on bakshish and license raj. What were they doing for sixty of the seventy five years? What? Um, and they have nothing to show for it except corruption. Now. He goes, they lose power instead of introspecting. They do absolutely nothing. They sit on their high horse and blame the BJP. Fine. Not a problem. Now, then he's still not being able to convince. He's still not convincing the people. And what does he do? He goes and allies with foreign entities. And all he does is, is um, bring India down. All he does is bring India down. It's a negative rhetoric. And he has nothing positive positive to say because they are not getting the credit for all the hard work that the current government is doing all the hard work and he's not and they're not getting the credit they cannot stand not getting the credit because they are such supremacist people that they think that they are the truth the way the life and only their point of view is worth two cents so you're never going to have everything is fine and dandy on this planet neither in your country because we're cyclic we go up we come down we're currents and waves and if you don't understand that there's no use the earth is not flat but for a socialist brainwashed relic of abrahamic empires the earth is flat and it's us versus them him versus you heaven versus hell god versus the devil rich versus poor it's always versus the bad the demons versus the saints uh, always that and he, you have to show your victimhood uh, and you have to show the big bad power on the other side that's crushing you and you are fighting this battle it's like a hindi movie it's a non-stop hindi movie and you you cannot you 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 cannot even undo it because it's so ingrained in their head and if they don't get your your point of view if they don't get the credit if someone else shows them another way they will not learn from the other way they will bring the other way down to install their own backward flat earth mentality and this is what they're doing now now you have rahul gandhi gone to the other side of the united kingdom a country which his family and his family's uh um his family business of the indian national congress who they practically own um if not control um have brainwashed us to despise for the last 75 years their control of the media and the academia uh by the indian national congress uh have made certain to to indoctrinate into our heads that the british are bad the west is bad the british stole 47 trillion from us not that we've ever seen 47 trillion in our lives but according to them they we they sold 47 they took 47 trillion um it is ridiculous uh but all the same this is what they've said now he doesn't have power 
uh, they've lost power and they're not gaining power back anytime soon. They're so scared that they don't have power that he's going and allying with foreign entities who not only want to destroy Narendra Modi, but they want to destroy the same democratic system which he accuses Narendra Modi of belittling. Um, so the BBC, George Soros, um, um, the uh, Pakistani ISI, the Muslim Brotherhood, the socialist Marxists in the, in the Democratic Party of, of America, the liberals in Trudeau in, in Canada, uh, the Khalistani movement through the back door because they support the Muslim Brotherhood and the Muslim Brotherhood supports the Khalistani. So they will, they will sleep with the worst of enemies who they have fought themselves, but in order to get go back to power, they will have temporary friends. And then they call minorities. What minorities? The only minority in this world is actually in India is the Hindus. Because the Islamic majority um, minority in India and the Christian minority are still attached to and protected by the world Islamic uh, groups, the Ummah, and the Christian groups. Okay, so if they all, all across the world are using their power on the inside to uh to suffocate to 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 back the back the so-called minorities which are screaming helter skelter, no one's helping the Hindus. So who's the real uh minority here? The Hindus or these fabricated minorities who are relics of empires? But yet, to show that they are poor little victims. Rahul Gandhi has to go the other side. And he, he has a nice, he shaved his beard. Eh? He, he didn't go with his ragtag beard from his Bharati Jodo Yatra, which for us, he gives us the crap. And for them, he shows that he's very trimmed down, proper person, and he's worth the while, but he only has to despise India all the time. He has nothing nice to say. So whatever he accused uh, the current Indian government, okay, he he uh, his political party his family run political party has done exactly the same thing okay so they control the media and the academia um they showed us they control they control bollywood they showed us what they wanted to see to suit their political points of view they changed the constitution in 76 to suit their political uh, vote bank politics to change the vote banks because the hindus were no longer voting for them they had realized very clearly that the the, the congress was a bunch of frauds um literally uh, they are doing everything. They spied on people. They they punished uh, writers, editors. They forced the editors, uh, forced journalists to write uh, positive stories about them. Uh, they fabricated our school books. They fabricated history. They lied to us about history. They showed us history which suited their World Bank politics and their vested interests, but they did not show us the facts on the ground and the whole truth and now because we know and we cannot we don't believe him anymore especially the fact that they have not delivered on any of their promises he goes and allies with 
with outside foreign groups to destroy the India on the inside, the same India which apparently his great-grandfather fought for independence. So you fought for independence from the outside world, for political independence on the inside. You've not done anything to bring back the country up. On the contrary, from 333 million, we've gone to 1.4 billion, thanks to your non-starting population policies of Hamdo Hamari Do. Uh, you've let people have, especially the vote banks, have birth rates of three and four and five. Um, but at the same time, you you still lost your power because we've realized that this is absolute woke nonsense. Instead of taking a hint from Vivek Ramaswamy, this guy, this I don't know what you want to call him anymore, goes to Cambridge, which is the seat of wokeness, literally the seat of wokeness. It's, it's, it really has no value in my book. I mean, I, it's an old university. It has a great uh, standing, but in reality on the ground, it's absolutely woke. And he goes and, and spreads his venom there. So when they say British are bad, it was a lie because the British, the same way as he's going and allying with foreigners to rise up to power on the inside, the British allied with the, the, the descendants of the Mughal Empire and the descendants of the Mughal Empire who were fighting among themselves after the empire came down in 1707 with the death of Aurangzeb. So the Mughal Empire pretty much collapses and the remaining Mughal emperors are just figureheads. Um, their concubines and their children and their wider family then form... Uh, sultanates or, or small states and kingdoms who kept on fighting wars with each other. Um, and in order, because they were too small, uh, they had reduced in size in, and in power, they allied with Europeans who were trading with them. And the Europeans came and the Europeans themselves, between the Dutch, the French, uh, the Portuguese, the English... Uh, they the the French themselves sorry the Europeans themselves were fighting proxy wars and and they allied with the groups on the ground the Indian groups on the ground so the Indian groups were fighting their wars and they sided with the Europeans who were fighting the European proxy wars on Indian on the Indian subcontinent and this the Indian subcontinent became the seat of battle for proxy wars in Europe um, and for Indian internal wars between the fighting kingdoms. And so we allied with them and we gave them the keys to the kingdom in order that they may protect us, but in reality, we 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 want a spiral downhill battle, downhill, you know, uh, seesaw. Completely after seventeen or seven, we've never risen, and all they do is 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 brainwash us to hate the Europeans and the white man is bad, but they won't say what they do. Similarly, the same way now, he's gone. We have not stopped fighting ever since democracy was put in because democracy is about fighting with your own people instead of fighting with outsiders it's fighting with your own people and what do we get absolutely nothing just a worst waste of time fight so it's no difference when then the political wars of the empires and the sultanates and uh, and um, vassal states um, during feudal times only thing now they're called political parties so he's allying with them they want to come back to power and he will have 
have to give them a part of the share of kingdom and there goes the Indian subcontinent again. We will be broken up again uh, thanks to the infighting and, and, and the Congress not being able to fight their battles allying with the same people who they brainwashed us to hate. That is the Indian National Congress. Has done nothing, nothing, nothing to give us any, any economic point of view hasn't given us any political point of view that's worth the while, hasn't invested even in the states that they control. They have not done anything to further the economics of the state. And they expect us to believe them after all that they have lied to us in the 60 years. They were 55 or 60 years. They were the power, the center. Was, what was worse? That... Uh, that uh, Rahul Gandhi was lecturing us through Cambridge. He knew this. This was going public. He was lecturing us to came through Cambridge. He was lecturing the Indian people, as if we don't know, as if we're not able to read. So he's lecturing us on how India is a um, is a union of states. And he's trying to make it sound that it's so intellectual that only he understands and only he knows what it is. And he and his Cambridge education, because he cannot do anything else, he's lecturing us from there what a union of states is and how, how it means for the constitution that we as, as currents and waves are not able to balance that status quo. He has to give us a lecture on that. And that's why he needs to be the prime minister in the eventuality of the country, which he cannot do at all. He doesn't have the gift of the gab. He doesn't have the intelligence. And, and he's made us, you know, dumb and dumber. And he and his party has made us dumb and dumber because they believe in the flat earth theory that us versus them, heaven versus hell, the rich versus the poor, the minorities versus the majority that is their woke socialist secular garbage religion which they've stuffed down our throats and which we're spitting back out so let's go to what he said he said india is a union of states so what does the preamble of the constitution says say we the people of india having solemnly resolved to constitute india into a sovereign socialist secular democratic republic and secure to all its citizens justice uh, social, economic, and political liberty of thought, expression, belief, faith, and worship, equality of status and of opportunity, and to promote among them fraternity, assuring um, the dignity and the individual uh, of the individual and the unity and integrity of the nation. Okay, so it does say nation here, the unity and integrity of the nation. It does say nation. Um, and this was, um, was moved into constituent assembly by Jawaharlal Nehru on the 13th of December, 1946 and accepted on the 22nd of January, 1947 and adopt, um, adopted by the, um, adopted by the constituent assembly on 26th November, 1949, came into force on the 26th of January, 1950. Um, in it, in 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 this, um, the first part uh, of the constitution it says part one the union and its territory, India that is Bharat 
shall be a union of states. The, the states and the territories thereof shall be specified in the first schedule. The territory of India shall compromise the territory of states, the union territories specified in the first schedule, and such other territories as may be acquired. Parliament, point number two, Parliament may by law admit into the union or establish new states of such terms and conditions or as it thinks fit. Um, so, he was talking about India, that is Bharat, is a union of states, okay? And there has to be a constant uh, discussion between states, as if we did not know that, as if we were not having discussions, as if he invented the wheel. Really, did he invent the wheel? Did he invent anything? Did, he, did we not know? Did we not know that as a human being that we have to have discussions, we talk, we negotiate? Uh, does it... Did we not know that the center has to talk with the states? Because they didn't talk when they, they, they just controlled the states and put their stamp on the state and decided this is what we're going to do. This is what you're going to follow. They control the Congress, control the media and the academia. Disgusting people, absolute bloody liars. And, and they've made us liars and we have to swallow their slime. Uh, and now he's going there and... Um, and complaining that India's union of states, it's democratic and dem democracy is failing. Now, besides being a union of states, okay, so it does say union, but it also says integrity of a nation. So it uses both, assuring the dignity of an individual and the unity and integrity of the nation. So it uses the word nation, okay, uh, we, in the preamble, it also uses the word uh, union of states in um, its first part of the constitution. Now, it doesn't matter whether you have nation on the top, you have, uh, um, you have sovereignty on the top, you have union of states. The bottom line is that we are a country. We are a sovereign country. Whatever the label on the top, we have a center and we have a st and we have states. The the way the wheel turns, the center controls, balances all the states, just like a wheel on a cycle. You have the center of the wheel, and it's connected to your pedals and your chains, and in the front wheel and the back wheel. And those chains balances and, and rolls and balances the wheels. And the spokes of the wheels are the different states. And you roll in, in, um, and you roll in conjunction and, and uh, alignment. The moment one spoke is broken, you can't have any alignment. So all the spokes have to be correctly uh, aligned, connected, and the wheel moves forward. And it's a continuous um, negotiation balance of this wheel. That, that means the states that form the wheel in order to go forward. If you don't, you will fall down, you will stall, but it Whatever you call that wheel, whether you call it a green wheel, a yellow wheel, a wheel with spokes, uh, uh, you call you invent a name for it. It's still a wheel. So, are you going to going to argue on the basis of what it's called, or how, or 
how we can run it better, how, what are the mistakes we made, what are the mistakes they made as a political party, why a new generation of Indians does not want, want to vote for them liars, uh, that is the Indian National Marxist Congress, starting with Nehru, who was sleeping with the governor general's wife, that is in Vina Mountbatten, was having an affair with her, and that's why the Indian constitution is more European than Indian. It does not give... N- it does not give anything to the soul of our Vedic civilization, but through the backdrop and his and his affairs with Advina Mountbatten, he got in a foreign constitution to define who we are as a Vedic nation because they were they are ashamed of our Vedic heritage. This is the Gandhi Congress family that has a colonial hangover, has destroyed us more than the British. Long and short of the story. And he's trying to give us a lecture through Cambridge, which didn't do a very good job with him because apparently he hasn't gone anywhere. And he's trying to give us a lecture of what India is. It's a union of states and we have to, you know, we know that after 75 years of independence, so-called fake independence run by the feudalistic Gandhi family that thinks, that talks big, gives out words and phrases and, and classical English uh, dialogue and um, with, cla- with great English colleges to show that they are such great people. They've got a colonial hangover. They still think in colonial times, but they expect us to follow suit in them even though they, they continuously remind us that we are we they gain independence. So if you've gained independence from the British, why are you going to run back at them and trying to prove that your English language, your interpretation of, of a, a a piece of paper or, or some laws is, is superior to the others and the others can't read it? Whatever it's called, nation, sovereignty, union of states, it's a wheel. And the wheel works the same way as any other wheel. We know that. Get over it. Their spokes in the way did not allow us to, to, to heal and to go forward. They stalled it with the socialist secular nonsense, the lies that they told us behind that socialist secular. It was just a, a superficial Teflon coating to protect what the corruption that they, they projected on the economy and how they made us go bank, bankrupt by, by 1991 and was saved by just two weeks. So they portray in, 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 in the news that, oh, they saved India. The father of, of uh, Manmohan Singh was the father of modern economics. In reality, they were the one who brought us to the, to the bankruptcy door. And we finally got saved. But they, he never talks about that, that how his socialist secularism failed. The only thing he talks is about, oh, polar, polarization, the RSS, uh, polarization, Hindus, Hindus, fascist Hindus. They projected that, projected themselves as a savior, as the son of God, like how Christianity says. Oh, the only truth, the perfect truth, the real truth, in reality, they've been fighting for so long, they don't even know what they're fighting about anymore. But that is the Indian National Congress and Rahul Gandhi. Now, the Indian National Congress has the word national, in its name that comes from nation. So they are pretty much talking about the nation of India. So you're going to Cambridge at one side and you're trying to complain that it's a union of states and the democracy has failed and the current government has to show us that you're a poor little victim. 
And then you've got Indian National Congress, the word nation in your, in your name. And you, you served us nationalism on a plate, on a silver platter for 70 years or 60 years. And they still do. Telling us the nation of India, we're a nation, our nation, the Indian National Congress. So they sold us the concept of nation. They sold us the concept of nationalism. But now, because they're not winning, all of a sudden, it doesn't work. The Hindu nationalists, the Muslim nationalists, the this nationalist, Hindu terror. Why is the divide and role being played or you don't know what democracy is? Just because you have, a democ- you have a voice doesn't mean you're going to get what you want in a democracy because all spokes of the wheel cannot be on the top at the same time because we're a wheel. We're not a flat earth. But for Rahul Gandhi in the Indian National Congress, which follows a, a colonial hangover of socialism, which is a rebrand of European Christian feudalism, which has continuously handcuffed the majority of this country to suit their colonial hangover to the back door. For him, going back to his colonial masters, it must have been a hard-on. He must have had an orgasm because he can't stand us. He can't stand the Hindus. He can't stand Hind- uh, Hindustan. He will never call it Hindustan. It's India, India, India. And he's brainwashed with that. But that brainwashing has gone off and that is the problem but he will not introspect they have never introspected from the time Jinnah left it's over a hundred years and they expect us to go back to the past the same way the British came in it's the same way that the Mughals came in how did the Mughals came in because they sided with, with the Lodis the Lodis were losing they needed power uh, they sided with the Mughals. The Mughals eventually took over, and then we had the Mughal Raj for a while. And similarly, every group that comes in has to ally with people on the ground. This is how it works. The Americans who allied with uh, the different native tribes, why did they ally with the native tribes? Because the native tribes were fighting. So they needed power. They formed an alliance. Some allied with the French, and so you have Quebec, which is a French province. Some allied with the British, and, and some allied with uh, the Germans and and so on and so forth. They were allies with European groups. And over time, because the Europeans at that point were superior with technology and, and the Industrial Revolution, the natives who were weak and who didn't have any power at that time, didn't have any money, eventually lost out. But why did they ally? Because they were fighting on the inside. So you can't blame the Europeans who were colonialist when you can't say that you were fighting on the inside at the same time. And so this is the cycle of history. You, you go the full cycle, you start off by allying with someone to rise up to the top. Okay, then, then you reach the top, you peak, you become corrupt, you come crying down, okay? You come crying down, and when you come crying down, Instead of acknowledging what the problem is, you ally with another group to come to stay in power. But you've come the whole circle and people know that you're a crap. The people know what you've done. You can't go back. You, the, the, the current cannot say, well, I produced the wave. It's not right. I want the wave back. You can't. You have to go forward. You have to come down. And unless you introspect and don't tell us and don't and take your responsibility, you're not going to come back again. But this is the fault of the left. The left are such woke uh, junk. 
And in this disease of wokeness, it, it's incredible. But I want to leave you with something that's important. I was listening to Benjamin Netanyahu. Whether you like the man or you do not like the man, he has been the, prime, the longest serving prime minister of Israel, who started, whose country started in, in, in turmoil like India in 1948. One year later, one year later, Israel is one of the top nations of the world where you have uh, India has come up now the last 10 years through Modi um, and his alliance with different groups and, and his investment in the future, in, in education, in infrastructure, in technology. That is the future which the socialists refuse to have. So I was looking at a, um, an interview, listening to an interview with Netanyahu, and this is what he said for a book he wrote and why he wrote it and how he came to power. He says, when the Jews, what, in the early uh, 20th century, he said, what the Jews lacked the most was power. And he says, unless you have power, you will not survive. So Jews were the, the wandering Jews. They had never had their state because they had lost their state in 135 AD through the Romans. They never got it back, so they were spread out all over the world. So unless you have power, you will not survive, he says. Not only... Not only for the Jews, but for the world, period. If you don't have any power, you're not going to survive. Um, so you have to state your own, state claim to your own, and rise up to power. You need power in order to survive. The ability to have an army uh, was foreseen. Uh, the ability to have land, the necessity to have land and power, was foreseen by the ancestors of, of uh, the people of the time, the industrialists and the, and the big banks of the time, the Jews of the time in Europe, which was um, the golden age of uh, soft power and European, um, you know, excellence. Um, the Vienna at Vienna and the and the, um, the age of soft power it was amazing. Uh, so how to increase your power is by getting more power, uh, by not only turning um, by not only turning to the Jews all over the world, but also the Gentiles. Now he's Gentiles for those who don't understand is uh, the Jewish word, the Hebrew word, the ancient Hebrew word for infidels, people who are not Jewish. So Muslims call people who are not Muslim infidels or kufar or najas. Um, Christianity calls them pagans. Judaism calls them Gentiles. If you're saying, oh, he's a Gentile, that means the other person who's giving the, the, the sermon is a Jew. And the, the kufr, the people who were unclean for the, for, the, for the Jews, are called Gentiles. He says, not only turning to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. That means non-Jews. Um, and he was saying, I'm using a derogatory term, but I'm just trying to tell you, explain to you how it works. You have to form alliances, basically. Once you form alliances with like-minded people, you rise up to power. Just how other people have entered India, you rise up to power, you form the alliance, and then after you rise to power. Once you rise to power, you work the economics. He says, um, once you rise up to power, your force multiplies. You have to create alliances with your neighbors. Um, he says his father's generation talked about forming a state. 
okay, forming a state, but his generation had the task of maintaining the state, giving it security, prosperity, and strength. So Netanyahu's uh, generation was tasked with maintaining the state uh, with security and strength. And how do you do that? You you could not keep, um, you cannot keep Israel strong without a strong economy. The most important thing in a country is economics. Without economics, you don't have a reason to exist. You need free market economy to generate capital, to generate investment. And that's what they did. Once you have free market economy, you generate investment, you generate employment, you generate capital, you raise up to economic power. Then you have a strong, that economic power leads you to military power and also so after that, you need diplomatic power. So only way to survive is power, power to create more power and to remain and to defend yourself from the inside. But for that, you need economics. Your economics is the, your bread and butter. And that comes from free market economy by generating employment, capital, investment, which is what India never did. And that's why we're lagging so far behind. We got 1.4 billion people while um, 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 in 1946 we had 333 million. So that is the mistake the socialists did in India. They were absolutely corrupt. They didn't care about it. No free market economy, nothing. Socialism suffocating. And in order to camouflage that with a Teflon coating, Rahul cries big tears in Cambridge's alma mater, which I don't know what he did over there. And um, he's trying to tell them that all the problems that we have are the BJP, basically, and they're not having this conversation with the Union of States as if he's the, the referee to tell us all of that. So uh, we have a lot to say to him. Uh, grow up, get another education because he's going to need it. Um, and, and, and stop crying, but introspect, and that's most important. So economic power, the most important, free market economy, the most important, then a strong military, which is exactly what Narendra Modi is doing, economic power, diplomatic power, and that's the way you survive, and that's the way India is going to go up, exactly what Netanyahu has said. And that is classic. It has nothing to do with Netanyahu. It's classic example of how countries become powerful from the inside, not from the outside. And you go from there. So on that note, my friend, thank you so very much. I wish you a great, great day. And I hope you have a great time, great weekend. Till we meet again and stay safe.